You're listening to Borderline Idealists. Join us every other Sunday for new episodes where we focus on anxiety, depression, and BPD. Log on to BorderlineIdealist.com for past episodes, blog posts, and our Patreon link to support us. Together, we can give a voice to those who suffer from mental illness and tear down mental health stigma. Welcome to Borderline Idealist, everyone. This is AJ. And this is Chris. And we apologize about missing our uh, two-week episode last Sunday. I apologize for nothing. Okay, well, <laughs> I do. No. I, I don't apologize for being depressed, but I apologize for missing the the, the episode. You, you know, just... You mess up the group. But I will not apologize for my feelings, but I will apologize for my reaction to them. <laughs> DBT. Um. I think that's how it, that, that's how it works. Um, but yeah, I wasn't feeling as great, right. and, and it kind of has to deal with this episode a little bit, too. Um, so... First, we want to thank Alex for joining our, our group on Facebook. Um, and they thought it would be a good idea if we did an episode on BPD and mania. Yeah. And then I got a message, um, a very uh, loving message from one of our listeners, uh, Sarah. Um, I kind of posted how I was feeling in the group. And you know, all of you guys have been very supportive I just wanted to um, just say that Sarah sent me a, a personal message, and it, it made me feel really nice. And um, it reminded you of why we do this. Did it? I, I, mean, I was I was getting to that. Gee, are my me, my feelings are not my own. <laughs> oh, oh, Chris, what else did I feel? Hold on, let me just send it through the air. <laughs> I felt nice. I felt good. Yeah, no, it does. It, I mean, that always does, and that kind of goes along with this episode too. Um, she's talking about her, um, how she's kind of experienced that too. Um, so Chris and I did looked up. Research. Yeah, we did a little research mm -hmm. because mania. I had heard or or um, have learned that's more of a bipolar. A symptom. So we do want to look at um, mania and then we have uh, hypomania. Hi yeah, hypomania, which is a less severe form of, of mania. And yeah, the differences between uh, bipolar and BPD and, ser uh, and kind of see where we fit in there. But mm. first, Chris, do you, do you want us to talk about the support group? Okay. Nah, we can do it later. Okay. Oh, no. <laughs> Why would you fight me? Okay. <laughs> so, thank you guys for the, you know, uh, last week's episode, we asked you guys to send in, um, or to, to go to a link, mm -hmm. um, to look into joining our, yeah, our DBT skills study group, because we're really interested in, in using those every day, and learning them and they've they've been helpful to me dbt um 
you know, it, it doesn't, help. yeah, it, it has been a lot of help to me. It can't, it can't help everyone. Everyone um, receives things differently, and everyone consumes knowledge differently, so the skills may not work for everyone. Um, but yeah, they are working for me, and they, they seem to be working uh, for Chris. So, yeah, we had that, we asked you guys to do that survey, and we heard back from Eric and Tess, and that they're interested in doing something with us, uh, hopefully recording uh, the skills that we learn in our study group, and then how we use them in our real lives, and hopefully inspire you guys to... Um, look into DBT or maybe attempt to try it, see how it may work in your life. Hmm. I, you know, I, I, you, you said earlier that you don't know if it can work for everyone. I, I would think that it would. You would think, right? And I think it's, I think <laughs> it's based on, you know, where people are in their, I don't know if, I don't, it, I, when we were reading about DBT, it did say that learning those skills at a younger age has the bigger impact mm -hmm. on people with with BPD, because those you can it's easier to learn them at a younger age. That's when you're socializing and developing as a, as a full human well, being. So it may be harder to to do all those things when you're older, when you're set in your ways. Well, I think it also when I was you know, doing my, my reading about DBT, it doesn't say, I mean, just like, uh, CBT or just like, you know, uh, therapy as it is. I mean, DBT was, uh, created because for years they had nothing really for BPD, mm. you know? Um, so I think it really depends on how severe your symptoms are. Um, because I, I've read that DBT, does not work for everyone, and I've thought, hmm, but I mean, I feel like, yeah, if you if you think this way, which I do, then it, these skills will probably help you, but I'm sure it has a lot to do with uh, openness, maybe how severe your, your symptoms are. Um, I mean, it, it may be harder for someone who, uh, I don't know, hasn't, has um, maybe is like just diagnosed with BPD to really... Um, take those skills and, and really understand them. I, I, I just think that there are a lot of unique situations, but I m remember reading that, that it didn't say everybody, and I was just like, really? I thought. <laughs> but, I mean, some people, and some people uh, also choose not to do DBT because of one thing or the other. They There's a lot of alternative uh, paths in, in medicine that people choose to take. Mm. Um and, you know, everyone's journey is, is unique and different. So we do want to point that out. Um, but this is what has, um, has, has helped me so far. One thing that I have kind of learned as we've discussed DBT skills and things like that is that they're sort of, they seem very um, intuitive in a way. Like after you learn them and you practice them, they're like, oh, this is, you know, yeah, you... I guess it should be intuitive to think that we shouldn't make assumptions about what somebody said and we should 
learn the facts. Well, are you, are, are you talking about they become more like second nature? Or? No, I'm thinking like I'm thinking about learning them, and mm-hmm. you're like, oh, that should be that's obvious. Like you should. Oh, you should that know it, the that is that it. Yeah, that it that it just makes sense. They, they yeah. yeah, and I think I think it's because your BP and I think it it does work so well because your BPD mind does the opposite. It doesn't use any facts and it goes to the most exaggerated things. It's just like our previous episode, we talked about idealism and devalue. Um, even when we're t- going to talk about mania here, or just you know being really in having an intense emotion, mm-hmm. you know, it's a they're extremes to one side, like really up or really down. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, DBT just really reminds you to look in, in the gray area. So for me, the skills always, yeah, they always remind me to, you know, like stop, you know, proceed mindfully to means, it means think, uh, logically about this. Your emotions are valid, but look at the facts of this. And that's what we tend not to do with BPD because it's it's difficult. And the first thing I want to do, the first thing I do do is react to my feelings most of the time. Then I have to go back and be like, oh, DBT. Or, you know, my, my feelings, you know, your feelings are the first thing to rise, to come up. And then you have to um, yeah. find something to... Uh, to, to Find something to help you react in the right way and not react off of those momentary extreme emotions. Mm-hmm. Or to process the things better, right? Um, but that, that's something that, mm-hmm. it, that kind of goes along with it being, it seemingly being like um, intuitive type of thing where mm-hmm. like everybody should be knowing this is that it comes, it's very helpful even beyond just people with BPD. Like it, these are life skills that everybody should be having. This, these are the skills that we should be learning in school, <laughs> like in middle school, like in grade school. Like oh, guys, maybe so. Is that that's the future? Or are we BPD uh, um, borderline ideals is going to be going to different schools? And like, hello, kids, we want to teach you some DBT skills. Yes. I oh mean, yeah, we're gonna make us some songs. I think a lot of people <laughs> are lacking some of these basic skills on communication and and learning to. Um, I guess listen better and processing things better and not letting our, even, I mean, I don't, haven't been diagnosed with anything, having gone to a doctor to get diagnosed, mm-hmm. but, and, you know, say, for example, even if you're not diagnosing, you're seemingly a healthy individual overall, people can still act irrationally because they misinterpret things, because our feelings get hurt. I get my feelings hurt a lot with Ajani. <laughs> And sometimes I overreact. I react on those feelings alone. And that's what I I love because then, like like we for we both start doing that right. We're both like really emotional, and then all of a sudden I remember my DBT training. I'm like, you know what, Chris? It doesn't matter. I I love you, and you're right. We don't know the answer to that, so we we, we don't know. So I love you, and I and I walk away. And Chris says, "Why are you doing that?" <laughs> And then we start going at it again. I'm like, I'm trying to use DVT. Cause he, I'm like, Chris, you're stealing your emotions. But it, it's tough, even for you, because we want to, I think as humans, we want to be right. You know, if, if especially, I mean, gosh, we just, yeah, we, and especially if we feel like we're, we're right, or we feel like we have some knowledge, we, um, I, I think always when I have an argument, I'm always thinking about, okay, I need supporting details, I need supporting things, supporting 
facts. You know, it'd be like, you don't love me because of this, this, and then I saw you do this, and then I saw you do that, and then I think, yeah, on that, you know, because <laughs> I think uh, my BPD causes me to not trust myself mm. because I, uh, you know, a lot of that stuff will be I, I think I saw you do this. I think. Um, and then when I go back, I'm just like, well, I really don't know yeah. the past. I probably shouldn't have got that angry because I didn't know. So it's the same thing with, you know, when we get into arguments and then I, I try to um, walk away. I think even when I do that, my face still looks angry or something. Mm -hmm. Or you know how I'm sarcastic sometimes. So you, <laughs> you don't get it right away. And, you know, you're still trying to... Um, I must, yeah. I think you're still trying to be right in a way, you know, or you're still no. trying to get your, you're, you're still trying to get your point across. I don't think it's trying to be right because we're both. Yeah. And then I think the most important thing that has taught me is it's okay to let go and say, Hey, it doesn't matter. Mm. You know, I mean, wow, that has been like the, because I mean, I will hold on to things. Um, and, but I mean, I do that. I do that to you a lot, Chris. I love that when we have fights. I'm like, Chris, you're still in your emotions. I have used DBT to move on. I am above you. Ooh. I'm a god. <laughs> most no, I don't. Well, I don't know. I don't feel like. I, I think for the most part is that you don't let me complete a lot of my thoughts, so you jump. Oh, I don't know what you're talking about because I. Oh. <laughs> so then I'm just left like, okay, well, just I. So I try to let you finish so I can go back to my original thoughts. And so it's, it's just it's a struggle for me to be like okay let's just move on, but then but at the same time I don't want you to be left alone, left with feeling or thinking that I said something which I didn't actually say or didn't want to imply, so I'm struggling constantly to correct the version that you're telling me of what happened, and then just moving past it because it's like you say it's not important, um, so. It's it's confusing and DBT I think does help a lot of way, in a lot of ways not just for you but also for me you know learning to listen better and to um, I guess move on and accept certain things and so. yeah because I was about to get pissed off that I, I just of used course. DBT at the second guys of did you course. see that I, I should have counted the seconds. Because you're like, uh, a lot of things are, you don't let me finish. So I was like, excuse, <laughs> excuse me, I don't, I'm going to let you finish right now. But I'm like, all right, all right, Taylor, I'm going to let you finish. But uh, Beyonce had the best year, <laughs> had the best year this year. Um, um, yeah, I was, I was going to get really angry about about that. But then thinking about it, sometimes um, I do jump to conclusions off of something that you say, and I mean that's a that's a BPD thing. Mm -hmm. We go immediately if you say, "I don't like you," I'm like, "How dare you?" Blah, 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 blah. No, 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 no. I was just gonna say, "I don't like when you." Um, what's what, something positive that you could put there? You know, something positive. But you know, I just took it the wrong way. I, I, I'm sorry, I can't think of anything right now. Mm -hmm. I don't like when you aren't beautiful. It, Right. <laughs> I don't like when you aren't beautiful. I mean, you could say that to me, but yeah, I would. I would stop you at the. I don't like that you can eat so much and still remain small and petite. That's a, well, <laughs> that's a good I'm a god. 
<laughs> Anyways, let's, let's oh, just thank oh, you. Oh, well, I just want to yeah. make sure to say once again, thank you, Tess and Eric, for for reaching out to us. We we want to make sure to give you your shout out. We have your stickers on the way, and All... we really look forward to. Um... Oh, I'm sorry, Chris. Okay. I don't want to. Yeah. I don't want to cut you. <laughs> but no, I just uh, I just really wanted to say thank you. That really yeah. meant a lot. Yes. And and I I really. I mean that's this is my this is my dream to help other people like me, um, and to I, mean, <laughs> I think a small group like this is is perfect, you know, to even help other people. Um, I think sometimes with BPD we can be very particular about who we hang out with and all that stuff. But yeah, I'm really thankful, and uh, we can't wait to see what happens in the future. All right, Chris. Yay. I'm okay. So, out. Okay. <laughs> Let's get to the main topic of this, of today, which is the manic episodes that people can experience, right? And it was um, interesting learning about the different types of manic episodes. Um, and we talked, we were kind of, we had to sort of remind ourselves about the differences between um, the episodes with bipolar disorder and BPD, borderline personality disorder. Mm. That, and I think from, from, oh, are you going to read, uh, what's the, the difference? Well, I was just going to mention that, you know, oftentimes it can be really easy to try to self-diagnose yourself mm -hmm. with what you read online. And it's, especially with these two disorders, there are a lot of overlaps between symptoms and things that you can be experiencing. So it's best if you're feeling like you may have some of these symptoms or, or things that you find you finding yourselves it's best to go to a doctor a psychi psychologist mm -hmm. so they can help you better identify so you're not misdiagnosing yourself and yeah. then not even getting the treatment that you and need. i think they both just deal with extreme emotions and mm -hmm. i think that's where the the mix-up comes from mm -hmm. and i've heard uh people talk about uh bpd and and mania before um I guess almost just like bipolar, and I believe you know I've kind of experienced a, a, a the hypomania, like the the lower mm -hmm. um, type of of mania. Um, but I guess that's what we need to to talk about the difference between. Um, I guess what what exactly is mania? Right. So, I guess let's start with the bipolar disorder first. The, mm -hmm. the symptom, okay. uh, the condition. So. Bipolar disorder, so BPD and bipolar disorder share some similarities. So like um, uh, thoughts of self-harm, making impulsive decisions, um, if you, struggling with mood swings, ups and downs. Um, so those are similarities. Why are you looking at me? Uh, no, <laughs> You're struggling with mood swings? You're the only other person here. <laughs> <laughs> but so bipolar disorder is a mood disorder. And it primarily involves changes in your mood. Um, so people with bipolar disorder experience episodes of mania and depression. And mania involves feelings of extreme, extremely energetic and excite, ex, um, excitement. Excitement, right. Sometimes people with mania lose touch with reality. And that can lead, that's what we've called psychosis. Um, depression is also a feeling of extreme sadness and exhaustion. Uh, that can last several weeks at a time. Hmm. So in between the bouts of mania and depression, people with bipolar disorder may feel relatively stable. Hmm. So um, uh, unlike 
bipolar disorder. BPD is a personality disorder, which basically involves patterns of thinking and behavior that affects all aspects of a person's life. So it's, um, uh, while well, the other one is sort of like more ups and downs, like think of it long curves, right? Mm -hmm. uh, with BPD, is short, it's more like a, a heartbeat where it's sharp turns. Mm -hmm. So sharp up, sharp down versus a long curve, which is like uh, more... Um, Hmm. I don't know which one I would prefer more. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so BPD, personality disorder, involves patterns of thinking and behavior. Hmm. So people with BPD often have insecure attachment style, meaning that they have a hard time trusting people to stick around. Their emotions and even their identity can depend heavily on their relationships with other people. I don't know. Does that I don't know. Familiar to you? No. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I tell you, Chris, if you're away from me for like five minutes, I'm just like, Chris, Chris, I'm calling you, are you? Or my, oh man, my biggest pet peeve is when we're both in the kitchen. I'm like, Chris, are you going to stay in the kitchen? Are you going to the living room? Or are you coming in the room with me? And you're like, oh, I'm going to be in the room in just a second. I just need to grab this. I'm like, okay. And I'm in the room for an hour. <laughs> And then I come in there, you're in the living room sleeping. I was like, you don't care about me. You, If you cared, you would have told me, you know, where you were going. You Don't you know I worry? <laughs> I really do. I hate when I hate when you, like, get in the car and you have to go somewhere or you're, you're, you're with your parents. Because I just, uh, just feel so alone. You want to be around me? Yes. You know, I, I really want to do a, a, an episode on FPs, but we'll just have, we'll have to... <laughs> we'll do that next because that's okay. where we're going. Sure. Um, but yeah, so with bipolar, the uh, the mania is more of your kind of set in a way for that that time, um, and like maybe for a week, nothing would bother you or Weeks bring or your months. yeah week or month, nothing would bring your mood down. So even if bad things happen during in your life you would still keep this good mood until you switch over into a depressive state. Mm -hmm. But with BPD, um, it seems like there has to be some kind of trigger that, you know, there's, um, you know, something good that happens that keeps you on the good, you know, your, your mood feeling really good, and then usually something with that's interpersonal or something with other people will cause your mood to drop drastically someone looks at you funny hmm. or yeah. says something that's like odd you've we've had a lot of those episodes. yeah but, so so what hmm. do you what does it mean when you when someone is manic is it um like i can th you know my first thoughts is just like crazy like not crazy, i think of like, like i think of like a painter <laughs> like like right. of a college like, like i am in it i am in the cellar right, right now. <laughs> and, and but it could also be like confusion. Like that's what I, my first I think of thoughts, genius. My first thoughts are like confusion, a lot of energy, um, ups and downs in moods. Like you're really happy and then you're really sad. Just be, you know, like just on the on the clip on uh, the flip of a dime or something. But you know, as we were reading, and these are sort of the differences between BPD mm -hmm. uh, mania and bipolar disorder mania, and so. It, with bipolar or with when you're manic you may feel very energetic and excited like you said for weeks or months at a time um you feel invincible like nothing can bring you down so um 
often your mood will stay positive even if things do have do like um go bad for example and this is uh, again this is for um, mania like for bipolar bipolar yeah right. so you know you could have uh, two months of a really you know intense energy and you're working on a project an art project let's say and nothing will bring you down, even if somebody says something to you. Wait, somebody are you saying... Somebody gives you a bad review. Are you saying that I could have two months of feeling good, and then, like, one month I'm not feeling good, so I could just go to sleep that entire month, and then wake up the next month, and two months later I'm feeling good? Instead of, like, having BPD and just being... I mean, this is my thing with BPD. I know, I'm trying to make that, like, the silver lining. They're like, ooh, I want that. But... I don't know. And looking on the other side of the fence, I feel like with BPD, every time I'm in a good mood, ever since I, I've been able to remember having BPD, right? I think even before I, I was diagnosed with BPD, I'd always feel like, wow, I'm in a good mood. That's dangerous. When is it going to come down? What's going to happen? Oh man, something's going to happen. I can't, you know, and I remember um, telling myself, well, just stay, don't, don't get too happy. You know, don't, don't just stay content. Content is a good place to be. So if something bad happens, you're not going to fall too much. Or something good happens, but I, I, I just can't help it. I can't help it. If something good happens, I, I could just hmm. be like, La, everything is great. All these people love me. Oh my gosh. Wait, why did they do that? Oh my gosh. It's, it's the most extreme feeling. Hmm. But, yeah, that's what I always, I, I always remember with BPD. And I think I've said that to you a couple of times, you know? Like, dang, it's... And it's a cycle, just like bipolar is a cycle. It's just a different type of cycle. So, I mean, which one, which one would you want, Chris? Well, I was gonna, <laughs> I was gonna say that, just like it's, uh, it's not just the positives because you mm. could last two months of being positive and having good energy, but then the opposite could be also be true where mm. you spend two months, yeah, of just horrible depression. So and you really don't. Bleak bleakness where even if you have like you've been promoted and you know your your art is selling off the racks but if you're in that manic in the in that manic state of depression then nothing nothing none of those things would be able to get you out of it um and then that's where medicine can come in to mood stabilizers and things like that yep. so you know there's there's the good that comes with the bad or the bad that comes with the good with the you know, it's not just like, like we, you know, we often think that it's, the grass is well, always greener on the other side. But it seems like the, the bipolar mania has, um, like you said, a psychosis where you can, is that, is, I think that was a part of the definition. And I, I want to say something about a hip hop star, but I guess maybe I shouldn't. Yeah, um, I must leave them out. Okay. But I'm just saying, that's <laughs> that's what I would kind of think of, like, thinking. It, it kind of puts you outside of of your reality mm -hmm. and to the point where you think everything is a certain way, everything is going your way, everything is good until, for no reason, everything mm -hmm. drops. And I guess um, for BPD, things happen for a reason. My... Uh, my DBT therapist would tell me that all feelings have a source. A trigger. Yeah, well, a, yeah, a, yeah, a, a trigger. Source. You know, if you feel sad and someone asks you, you know, why are you feeling sad? And you say, I don't know. You know, there there is a reason. But it mm. seems like being bipolar, um, there may not be a, a, a situational reason 
for it. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Like it, it, it may. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh. It it's it's it, it's more to do with I guess chemical imbalances because maybe that's why they have to take mood stabilizers. Definitely. So, I mean, we. <laughs> and so that that it was one of the big um, differences that we were reading about with BPD uh, mania, where the extremes ups and downs. You can experience them within a single day, mm-hmm. where you know you're you're doing great with a project that you're working on, and then someone talks to you in a tone that you perceive this as being a slight, and then that sends you into a spiral of mm-hmm. depression and anxiety and things like that. Mm-hmm. Did you say um, psychosis? I just want to make sure that yes. I mm-hmm. I remember that. Okay, I, yeah. I don't want to. But that's when that's when it kind of psychosis is when people lose touch of reality. Yeah, yeah, that's what. Um... That's what kind of popped up into my head. So, like that TV of... show that we were watching, mm-hmm. uh, not the TV show, the movie with um, Girl Interrupted, mm-hmm. which she said she was like losing time and right. couldn't really mm-hmm. grasp onto reality. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's a little that's a little different than the like the mania and then having psychosis. It right. seems it seems like with the mania psychosis that you would lose touch with reality and still be in a positive mood. Right. Is it? Mm-hmm. Is it the same that you would, you can lose touch with reality in a depressive mood? I would think so. It, it, it doesn't mention it here in this article. And we're, we're, I'm sorry, guys. We are not bipolar experts. Um, <laughs> they're we, only our cousins. We're so. getting this information from Mental Health America, <laughs> just for FYI. Um, but, yeah, getting back to BPD, um, the experiences, you know, ups and downs mm-hmm. uh, in a single day and... Um, like you said, they're usually triggered by something and usually related to a person's relationship. Mm. So you may feel really good and then someone looks at you the wrong way and suddenly you're depressed. And or something, or then that same person says something nice, like, oh, I really like your, your hair. And then all of a sudden you're nice, you're like back up again. And you're like, oh, this person was really nice. Like, I love them. Or, you know, <laughs> they looked at me the, the right way and now I feel... Some sort of butterflies in my stomach or something. I don't know. I may have heard a person say that to me. I don't know who. Um, Can you continue, please? <laughs> no one's listening to you. Um, so, yeah, there's there seems to be a reason associated. Or there seems to be a point in time in which you can, you know, mark what happened, what the changes in mood were. Um, and I really, you know, that, that I'm a visual person, so... I really like that wave uh, visual that I was presenting where it's, lo- I'm thinking like a long wave, uh, sound wave that that does a, a, a long swoop up and then it crescents and then a soft s- slope down for the for the bipolar people versus the... In what the color people. is it? What's the texture like? Chris, this is not your art <laughs> podcast, okay? We need to I, stay. I thought you were being serious. That was the funny answer. You're like, well, it's vinyl. It's blue. <laughs> but, so, I guess what I was... What, I guess what I really want answered is, can people with diagnosed with BPD experience mania? Or is that is it kind of... You know, I guess is it kind of... The the definition that I, I saw of mania um, is a state of abnormal, elevated arousal, effective and, in, um, I'm sorry, effect 
and energy level, or a state of heightened overall activation with enhanced effective expression together with the liability of effect. Yeah, a lot of, a lot of effect there. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the closest that I will say that I've had to it is the... Um, I feel like I've, I've had hypromania where I've been very close to that, very elevated moods, really believing in myself. Um, I think of it as the, the idealism, you know, I'm just like, okay, um, I, I can do this, especially like when I, um, I was doing my art like day and night. I mean, I, ugh, man, um, I don't even think I, I slept a lot. I would just love doing my art all the time. Um, on the iPad and then it just got to a point where I was like oh my god what am I gonna do with this I can't do anything with this this is a waste of time what was I thinking this is and now you know I have not tried to draw in like like a month because it just makes me kind of sad and I think I kind of thought reading that that was kind of mania you know because i i was so um i was so devoted to that project mm. um but i feel like it was it was off of it it was it was a kind of mania i really but i gosh i don't know is it mania or is it i just idealism i would say we were talking about this back and forth and i'd say Yes, it's a sort of mania, maybe even like the what we mentioned, what we keep mentioning, hypomania, which is a sort of lesser form of mm-hmm. mania where it's not as drastic. Um, but I have seen lots of high energy bursts, feeling high, like just natural high, and feeling wired, having racing thoughts. Like, you're, yes, definitely, where your thoughts are just like everywhere. And, um, you do tend to talk faster in those moments, faster than you normally do. Yeah. Wow. So, so you're saying I'm a maniac. Yep. Is that what you're saying? And a maniac. All right. Well, I guess that's the end of the episode, everyone. <laughs> yeah, I guess I guess it, it is safe to say that um, people with BPD can experience these kind of... I mean, I don't lose touch with reality. Uh, yeah, but I, ever. I, I, I kind of want to say I just feel like it's an extreme... Um, it's an extreme feeling of belief in myself like if I look at a project like when I was uh when I was drawing I was like okay I'm gonna draw uh I'm gonna make a calendar of all this art and I'm gonna uh, draw these I need to do it by this time and this time and this time and my motivation behind it was I need to you know I don't have a, a job right now I don't feel well enough to get a job I need to make money how am I gonna get money okay this is what I can do can I make money with art well my dad always said no <laughs> you know but maybe I can maybe I can do something so maybe I can just make a calendar and then sell this and I was like okay and I was really upbeat about it um and then it just Kind even of, before you published, you would have... I mean, I had I had a store and stuff, and I even, um, you know, the Ideals Collective store. And, I mean, I it, it, to me, I felt like it was almost a failure because I only got sales from uh, family and family friends. And yeah, from, there was other people that you didn't know that bought some. Who? 
Tiffany. That's a family friend. Is she not your friend? So family. And she's an acquaintance. See, my... see how see how the carers try to do that? They she's... try to make you feel better by putting somebody else. Nope, it's a family she, friend. She's, she is more of an acquaintance. Yeah, acquaintance, well, I I've didn't, only known yeah. her professionally. Yeah, you didn't really. So, and, and you know, that's something that my dad said. My dad said, now I'm buying um, this. I'm buying this, uh, this cup. It was a couple, like an African lady. Yeah. He's like, I'm buying this because it's good art. I'm not buying it because you're my son. I'm like, that's so my dad. <laughs> but that means that. And, and it was, I mean, I got a lot of great, um, uh, uh, feedback from that, but I felt like it was a failure because it hadn't reached outside of your inner circle, that circle. Um, and so that causes me to just drop my my pen and pencil and be like, wow, nobody believes in me. Nobody cares about me. I don't mm -hmm. even care about me. What am I doing? What was I thinking? And then I hit the, the, de the depressive wall. So I think having a, product, um, a project and a motivation and an end point, right now I'm working on my short stories because I'm like, okay, I want to... The way I motivate myself is I have to find ways to, to motivate myself. <laughs> what I call um, find ways to keep myself alive. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, I want to I publish one of my short stories because I've been writing them for, for years. And I, I just want to attempt to get them published. I just want to attempt to do that. So I just need to work on revising them um, and just go forward. Uh, go go forward and and see if anything comes out of it. If it doesn't, then at least I I did it and I just didn't hold on to these for the rest of my life. Mm. And so that's what I'm working on right now. I'm motivated to work on my short stories. I'm motivated to revise it. But then I know for a fact I'm a gonna fact? get a fact a fact. If I send it off to any publisher, I'm gonna get at least one rejection letter oh, okay. and of course I'm gonna get more rejection letters than I am acceptance letters. I may not get any yes. acceptance letters. And that is gonna hurt like hell and then that may make me and this is why this is why I feel like I've never really done that because it may make me totally give up on my writing and just be like, what's the point? Mm -hmm. You know, I'll <laughs> that's what I do. <laughs> and I just start something and then I just put it down. Oh wait, what's the point of being getting started? It's just gonna be for me. It's just gonna be you know, and instead of being like, you know, with my art, hey, you know, this is good. People are responding to this. What um, what ideas have I learned from this? How can I make it a little bit better? Um, one thing I thought was, you know, maybe I need to direct my audience a little bit. I mean, Idealist Collective has so many different kinds of art things that you don't really know who the customer is. And I feel like a lot of my art are um, black women and men. So I think that maybe I should try to concentrate on that mm -hmm. um maybe that's one of the things but um and even with the short story you know if i got rejection letters you know that doesn't have to be the end it can be okay maybe i should take this to some workshops and and sit around with some people and talk about my story how i can improve it or maybe there are some other places i can send it or maybe i can send another story but that's the thing with me that sometimes it just gets to the end of something. Mm -hmm. It's the end of an era. Like it's just, and and that's that's what really sucks. So that I feel like it's a little different than than the mania, mm -hmm. um, because my my positive mood and my motivation is coming from 
I think a, a, a feeling or a place. And mania kind of, it seems like it comes from uh, the blue. Right, so at those moments, I think it's more of your black and white thinking that you struggle with. Yeah, well... And pessimism. Yeah, it starts off with the motivation. You know, the motivation to do this and, and like, oh, whatever the outcome is, the you know, it is, and I should do this. And then when I get the outcome that... A lot of times, you know, I get the outcome that I'm not... Ex um, that I didn't expect or I, I expected more. Mm -hmm. And then I'm like, oh my gosh, it's... It's a failure. I wasted my time. What was I thinking? I'm like, Chris, why'd you let me think this? Why'd you let me think I was worthy of something? It's the same thing with the podcast. Same thing with, you know, anything. Gosh. Um, I think even, I, I told you before, reading books. I don't really like reading books too much because um, I remember, it, I remember when that feeling came. It was like I got to the, I think it was the fourth or was it the fifth Harry Potter book, The Goblet of Fire? Mm -hmm. um, it, and it's a really big book. I think it's the fifth one. Chris, you should know Four. this. You're, okay, thank you. I'm like, you should know this, Harry Potter fan. No, it's um, the third. Oh, my. No, I think the uh, there's Chamber of Secrets, and then what comes after that? There's something Philosopher's else. Stone. No, that's the first one. Chamber of Secrets, Chamber and what's the third Secrets, one? Chamber of Secrets, then it's The Goblet of Fire. Okay. And, yeah, one of those. I think. I want to say it's the fourth one, but I'm looking at it on the... Why are we talking oh, about Harry God. Potter? Anyway. You don't even know about your Harry Potter stuff. Anyway, it got to the bigger book. And uh, I think, I believe it was Goblet of Fire. And everyone had read it in like one or two nights. And for me, it took me so long to read books because I would like be... Um, well, people would say like talking and, and talking the words in my head or... or uh, not speed reading, not like scanning the words. Like I would take time, sort of like how I how I eat. You know, I take my time, mm. and so I stopped reading books because I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm a, I'm too, I, I'm too slow at reading books. What's the point? If somebody looks at me and says, hey, how long have you been reading that book? Uh, five months. Wow, I would have been done with it, and you know, it's and nice. yeah, and I just I hated hearing that. It seemed like everybody could read faster than me, and and I. You know, what's the point of me trying to... It's the fourth book, isn't it, Chris? Let me, yes, let me yes, just make go a on. correction. Go, it's uh -huh. the fourth book. Mm -hmm. We apologize what's the third to all one? the Potterheads. <laughs> what's the third one? Prisoner of Azkaban. Wow. I was, that was one of my favorite movies. And, and I... <sighs> you know, I heard people yelling that out to us. You yeah. know? Because they uh, are true HP fans. Wow. Right, and I'm not. Because I stopped, remember? <laughs> I was telling the story of how I You became the movie fan. <laughs> but it's like, even back then, it was just like, wow, I'm a failure. When I could have just been like, huh, I like enjoying a book. There's nothing wrong with yeah. that. I like taking my time. Yeah. Um, I always took my time. Like, it took me... Well, the... It did take me a couple of days, but it was something that it was just because it was hard for me to put down. Like, I would read it through while I was eating instead of watching TV. I I remember getting anxiety in college when they would be like, okay, read these chapters by tomorrow. And I'm like, oh my gosh, am I going to be fast enough? So usually I would just do the, just go on and pull out the, um, the yellow. Sparks notes. Yeah, the spark notes. Because I'm just like, I'm not even going to try. It, it was just anxiety because I just felt like, um... I, I don't know, it just stays in my head, and I still... I, I have read some books um, by myself. They have taken me longer, because I think that's just how I enjoy reading. And I, have the and I same, like that. I have the same anxiety. I have, I'm a slow reader, too. Because I, I have 
sometimes I have to read things multiple times for me to retain. And it's not, and English isn't your first language. <laughs> but, um, so I had the same anxiety for school readings, like read, you know, these four chapters mm. tonight and then had to do the worksheet and everything. Uh, it was a lot of anxiety, but, um, yeah, anyways. Those extremes. Look at the gray area. Um, but yeah, mania is, uh, a real it's, thing? Yeah, it's a, it's a real <laughs> thing. I don't know if I've experienced up to the, the point of, like, blacking out and or, well, or just, like, going course. going all in. Um, because there Imagine is... Because <laughs> there is... There's always... Always the feeling when I'm, I'm feeling good. When is this going to end? And I tell Chris that when I start a project. Don't I, Chris? Mm -hmm. Don't I? There was one time that I got obsessed with comedy. I was like, I want to be a stand-up comedian. I'll be a BPD stand-up comedian. It makes sense. And I had a little book that I carried around with me, and I wrote down jokes, and I tried out different jokes on people, and, and I um, I would just, you know, you know I, I was studying it on YouTube. I was watching The Simpsons and taking notes. Oh, the rule of three! Oh, okay. Oh, 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 wait, wait. He's about to mislead you you know I'm, the, I'm that nerd and then you know i just got to the point where it's just like what was i thinking there's no way i'm gonna stand up on stage and do that and none of this is funny and you know when i read this out to people they just chuckle and you know everyone's like oh you know i don't like um i had some what were they that everybody did not like the um the things that play off of words um, puns. Yeah, puns. They're like, oh, you're into puns. <laughs> That's what everybody would say. And then some. Um, and then uh, your sister's husband would be like, oh, well, I'm, I'm more into like really, really, really dark humor. I was like, oh, I have something like that. He's like, ah, no, no, that's not dark enough. I'm just like, oh man, I don't know, I, I don't know what I'm doing. And so what did I do? I put that book down and I forgot about my comedy. And I told Chris that was gonna happen. I said, uh oh, Chris, I'm too excited. I'm gonna. Please, Chris, please, Chris, don't let me give up on it. And Chris said, I promise, baby, I will not let you give up. Ten weeks later. Thanks a lot, Chris. <laughs> no, but I, I, I do really blame you a lot out loud or to myself sometimes. I'm like, I told you this was going to happen. But it's 100% on me, you know, because it just goes from, I believe it can be, perhaps, I know it can, to, you know, I can really go back to, I guess, all all these things that add up, you know, basically. I can think about all these that add up to, and when I finally get the, when I finally um, come to reality, you know, I'm just like, it feels like reality, like, wow, I can't do this. I really, why did I think I could? And because of that, I have not been able to do many things. So my, <laughs> what I would say is if you're doing something right now and you've been working on it, you put time into it and you're feeling like a failure, keep with it. Because the more time you put into it, the more people will know about it and the bigger it will get. And that's the only reason I, I have this podcast is because uh, I have Chris doing it with me. <laughs> I, I say that a lot because my it, I just fluctuate so much, you know. Mm. I um, mean, there has been instances where we've both sort of been feeling a lot of, uh, like, exhaustion or, you know, we have, we deal with other things in our lives where we don't feel, you know, sometimes we do feel like maybe taking a break from it, right? And we feel overspent and exhausted and, 
and it's hard, you know, it's hard to uh, come up with topics and yeah. But like, I, I, I will quit the, I will quit the entire thing, right. and and it will cause me pain to. Like I've thought about going back to comedy, but I'm like, oh my god, if I start that up, and that means this, and that means I'm gonna start doing this, that means I'm gonna start doing this, and then I'm gonna come to the point where I realize this better not start. You know, it just ruins the entire thing, and I hate that because when I start it, I'm just like. Oh, please don't be ruined. Please don't be ruined. <laughs> well, you know, I think the, the thing, maybe starting starting off on the right foot by, you know, st stating why you're doing Like, just write it down. You know, kind of what you're doing with, uh, we've, Ajani started a vision board or a, not a vision board, but what, um, what do you call it? A uh, dry erase board with a whole bunch of <laughs> inspirational things on it. <laughs> I guess an inspirational board would be good, yeah. Um, Not what I can't do, but what I can, and so other things. I, I'm a, I, I'm sort of. I've I've told you this since we've met. I think that I'm a, for, 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 I'm a firm believer, and um, writing things down, helping us bring them into fruition. Like you know, um, if you want to do something, write it down, like a, a vision board or uh, or a mission board. And then that just seeing it every day reminds us of why we're doing what we're doing, or what is it that our goal is? What are we working towards? And some people can go life with that one, you know, just keeping it in their head, and they can remind themselves. But sometimes it it requires us to see it physically in the physical world to say, "Oh yeah, that's right." Uh, and so maybe you know, starting a project out, you know, have your vision your vision board while you're doing the project. What's motivating you? What do you want to get from it? Because I mean, it can easily, you can very easily start something and be like, ah, well, nobody's responding to it the way I want it to be responded to. But you know, who knows? Maybe like the podcast in two years, you'd have a small following of people that are very dedicated to your work and are you know hilarious. And then in five years, some executive in Hollywood is like, oh, that guy is funny, and they're talking about BPD. That's cool. Let's bring him on our show. Hmm. I my my advice would be to um, my board. Uh, yeah, it, it isn't a vision board. It's really my my preparing for failure. That's that that's uh, unfortunately prepare for, for for failure because it's going to happen more than success. What and yeah. Oh no, it's okay. No, but what? <laughs> I was going to say that's a great thing too. Do yeah, have... that's what I was going to say. Okay. I was going to say failure was. Um, I was gonna say prepare for for failure. That's what my my board is about because um, it can actually bring you more ideas. And you know, if I would have um, a, a lot of things in my board are about coping positively, uh, different different sayings and things that I'm trying to achieve. Um, I don't. I, I I've never wanted to do like a vision board like like that like all the write down all that stuff because that seems really complicated and really intimidating to me and my anxiety would just be like look at that and I'd be like ah! <laughs> you know it's just, okay god do this god do this. and and the thing that that stops me is the feeling of oh my gosh I didn't do it the right way which is I mean it, it's gonna happen guys it's gonna happen so I would say prepare for the feeling of a failure and get ready to bounce back mm -hmm. um because even if you are succeeding you know something's gonna come up um that make uh some yeah a, a bump in the road 
Um, I mean, think about the companies that are not getting bailed out by the government, but have, have closed their doors because of COVID. You know, they now need to, you know, you can either sit around and be like, oh my gosh, you know, I failed. I did my restaurant for all this time and now this knocked it out. There's nothing I can do. Or you can, you know, re react. You can, um, you know, serve food in a, in a different way. You can find a, another way of doing it. You can use what you've learned here and that's, that's, I think, the, the better way to kind of look at life. So actually on my board, I have a little uh, mirror, and it's for when I start submitting uh, stories and, and poetry to... to publications. Um, yeah, to publications. And it's called my rejection mirror. Uh, mirror. And basically, it, 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 it well, my, my, re my rejection practice. And I just kind of look at it, and I just kind of react to receiving... A submission that um, receiving a letter saying sorry, we didn't, we don't want to publish it. Some so just want to walk by and I just looking at it and be like, you know what, you didn't deserve me anyway, you know, or something like that. Is I really feel like I have to prepare for it because I know it's gonna happen, and just like tomorrow, something bad could happen and knock me off my feet. But you know, because I have DBT skills, I know I have somewhere to run. Where you know I have I I know I have my Chris, my family have a plan. So that's what I mean by prepare for, for failure. Don't concentrate on it though. Don't, don't concentrate on that. Use it to propel your, yourself. Use, use it to your, to your own advantage and, and you can. So yeah, that's how, that's how a lot of things come to, come to be. A lot of failures and a lot of revising and doing again. So and, and and that's something that everybody experiences, you know, setbacks and and failures and and it's something that, like we've mentioned before, you never know where that setback's gonna lead you. That closing a door doesn't mean, necessarily mean that you know that cut that path is cut off forever. It just means that maybe there's another route that you can get there. Yeah. Um, similar to with the um, with the BPD group sessions that um you know the the questionnaire that you sent out yeah i think that i think that's about expectations you know um i try not to have any expectations but of course i want the the best to happen you know right <laughs> like you're just like well let me submit this it doesn't matter what happens i did my best but boy i hope they <laughs> you know of course you want mm -hmm. the best to happen so when you know uh when uh we did receive that um, only two people, I was just like, wow, this is, this must be a failure because I didn't receive as many as I thought I would. Mm -hmm. But then I'm just like, well, you know, if I would have received a whole bunch, that would have been a lot. Mm -hmm. And maybe it's really good to have a small group because I mean, I don't really like people as it is. <laughs> and, and I just, maybe it's just, it's good to just start slow in a small group and right. then grow bigger. I mean, I don't even have a I have one friend, so maybe, you know, even being around people <laughs> in a group at, at a time and, and, you know, not so many people, maybe that'll, that'll also be good for my social anxiety, you know, the more people, I think the more anxious I am because I start to think, oh my gosh, am I going to say something that is going to hurt that person or that person or that person or that person, or I start thinking about myself a lot, um, and also, 
I looked at the group as these are two people, Eric and Tess, that seem really uh, motivated on on their their journey, you know, and really, really, really want ha have been looking at some stuff themselves and want to and are thankful for the help that um, that we were putting out there. So, mm -hmm. I mean, and, and anything, that's a, that's a great feeling that, that there are even, you know, two people that are like, wow, that's a really good idea. That makes me really, really happy. So I think, you know, you, you can try to lower your expe expectations, but of course you want the best thing to happen. Um, but, Try I maybe maybe try not to see things as a failure. You know, try and see it as a failure. See it as, as a, an opportunity. Yeah, as an oppor um, opportunity. Right. Yeah, it's it's not easy to do, but I think with practice, like even doing with your board and sort of having these, like you said, plans as to what to do when things don't go your way, mm. that helps a lot. It's, it's bouncing back quicker and yeah. not letting it spiral. So. And we want to thank you guys uh, for listening to this episode, and um, thank you for um, you know sticking with us, even though we didn't do an episode last uh, Sunday. I really feel like we should do another episode this week, Chris, to make up for it. You know, <laughs> next Sunday. Oh, Chris is like, uh, no, we can. Uh, oh, oh, I'm gonna make well, it. I'll do it myself. Well, next can... <laughs> Sunday we definitely have to, because that's that that will yeah. put us back on our schedule. Yeah, I guess we should. Um, but I do want to. Say, you know, we are still looking uh, for people that are interested in our DBT study group. We're still trying to get it together. So if you do, um, maybe if you missed the announcement before, or if you're still interested, you can hop on a borderlineidealist.com slash skills. And uh, is it skill or skills? Forward slash skills. I'm pretty sure it's with the ASIA yeah, skills. Yeah. And uh, you can fill out our, our survey there. Um but we'll be getting some more information for you guys, and hopefully that will be able to help you in your life. Um, anything else, Chris? Nope. Um, I think that's it. All right. Thank you so much. Thank again you guys. For, we for love listening you. And for all your support, the wonderful messages that you sent. It's. Uh, I think it's it's a good energy burst to keep us going. So. Yeah. I really appreciate you. All right. Bye. See you guys later.